How do the global flood, circumcision, and the Israelites wandering in the wilderness foreshadow the baptismal flood in Christ? Find out in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for August, The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. This new Bible study is published by Concordia Publishing House, their phone number 1-800-325-3040, or find out more about The Baptismal River at issuesetc.org. The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, he healed the sick and afflicted. The Old Testament story of Ruth is familiar. It is often used, well, at least taken out of context for wedding services. It is one that has a pivotal place to play in the Old Testament, which is often unrecognized, the fulfillment of a promise made to Abraham that by his seed he would bring forth the salvation of the world, and Ruth has a part to play in that. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We'll be teaching a Sunday school lesson on Old Testament matriarch Ruth. Pastor Tom Baker of Long Gospel will be our guest. We'll discuss the fall into sin and original sin with Dr. Detlef Schultz. He's author of a new book in the Confessional Lutheran Dogmatic series titled Theological Anthropology and Sin. Then we'll be looking forward to Sunday morning according to the one-year lectionary. The Parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke chapter 10, with Pastor Peter Bender of the Concordia Catechetical Academy. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Uh, Thank you. How did Naomi and her two daughters-in-law come to be alone in Moab? Well, what happened is that the book of Ruth is the book in the Bible after Judges. And this all happened around the same time, 1000 BC. And there was a famine in Bethlehem. And so a man named Elimelech, and he had his wife Naomi, and two sons, Malon and Chilion. Because of the famine, they left Bethlehem in Judea, and they went to Moab, where there was food there. And what happened was that his two sons married two Moabite women. They worshipped idols. They were not believers, as were Elimelech and Naomi. And in time, the husband died, and in 10 years, her two sons died that were married to the Moabite women. And so that's how Naomi and her two daughter-in-laws now came to be alone in Moab. And the daughters-in-law, of course, the one was named Ruth, and the other was named Orpah, O-R-P-A-H. Why did they eventually return to the land of Judah? Naomi heard that food had returned to Bethlehem. And so she wanted to return to her homeland. And that's what was the reason for her wanting to return. 
What did Naomi say to her two daughters-in-law when they were in Judah? Well, they were going to return with her, but she says no. And this is in chapter one. Go return to your mother and may the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. And of course, Naomi was talking about them remarrying someone. And she kissed them and they wept. And they said, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, no, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? I don't have the ability to raise other sons that can marry you. It is exceedingly bitter to me. That's an important word, bitter, because that's how she refers to herself when she returns to Judah. I am bitter because the hand of the Lord has gone against me. And they lifted their voices again and wept. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And even though Orpah returned to Moab, Ruth would not, saying, For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her back to Bethlehem, so she said no more. And we find Naomi and Ruth returning to Bethlehem, to Judah. What happened there at Bethlehem? Well, what happened there was the women in town were very surprised to find Naomi and see her. And she says, do not call me Naomi, but call me Mara. Now, the word Naomi means pleasant, but the word Mara means bitter. And she explained, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full. You know, she had a husband and two sons. And the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? In other words, the Almighty has brought calamity among you. And so Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter, was with her. And they came back at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now, during the harvest, there was a law of Moses that instructed landowners to leave what the harvesters missed 
This way, the poor, the strangers, the widowed, and the fatherless could glean the remaining grain in order to have food for their families. So that's what Ruth began to do. She began to glean this grain. And the Sunday school lesson is kind of interesting. It tells the teachers to make up little bags of grain with little stones in them and have the students, well, separate the grain from what else is in those little bags. And that was a hard work for a woman to do. And at any rate, that's what she began to do. Who was Boaz and what did he say to Ruth? This is very important because Naomi recognized that there was this man named Boaz who is referred to as a redeemer. Now, what does that mean? Well, the redeemer was one who could take care of individuals. It was very important. He had a duty to help relatives. This could involve marrying a brother's widow, buying back lost lands, buying back a person who had enslaved himself or herself, receiving restitution for a crime when the victim died, and assistance in lawsuits. That's very important, and already we get in the book of Ruth the name Redeemer, which is also the title given to Jesus Christ, who is our kinsman, our Redeemer, who brought us back from our sins with his own life. And Boaz sees Ruth in the field and asks one of his men, who is she, and finds out, that she is the daughter of Naomi. And he instructs his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. And that was the product of what the servants were doing. And do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. And when she was finished gleaning that day, she had gleaned about an ephah, E-P-H-A-H, which is three-fifths of a bushel of this. And of course, well, Naomi was quite impressed with this. And she said to Ruth, here's what I want you to do. Boaz can be your redeemer but there is someone else who is a redeemer before him. In other words, who would have the right to marry you before Boaz does. So go, and he's working, and he's taking care of working with the grain. He's winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Wait till he's done eating and drinking, And when he's sleeping, go and uncover his feet and lie down at his feet, and he will tell you what to do. 
And Ruth agreed to do that. And sure enough, when Boaz awoke and saw Ruth there, he told her, this is verse 12 of chapter 3, it is true that I am a redeemer, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Now you remain tonight with me, and in the morning, if he will redeem you, well, that's okay. But if he is not willing to redeem you, I will redeem you when I see him in the morning. So that's what Boaz had told Ruth. What should we understand about all that Boaz did there? What we should understand is not what a lot of people think Ruth is about. They take the passage where Ruth says, your people will be my people, your God will be my God, and they make it into part of the marriage covenant. And so they use this as a marriage text. But the real point of the book of Ruth is found at the end of the book of Ruth, where they have the genealogy after Boaz redeems Ruth and marries her. And guess what? They have a son. His name is Obed, O-B-E-D. He becomes the father of Jesse. And guess who Jesse is? The father of King David. And so at the end of Ruth, we see the real purpose of the book of Ruth that God continues to keep his promise to Abraham that through his seed, Isaac, will come a savior. And it's very interesting that in the line to Jesus is a Gentile named Ruth. And there's another Gentile in that line, and that's the woman who protected the spies when they came to Jericho to check out the land of Canaan. She also is a Gentile and part of the line to Jesus. So the book of Ruth is very important for the children in the Sunday school to understand that though many of them are Gentiles, they too are now part of the Holy Christian Church and are part of King David, who led to the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, as is found in every Old Testament book. It's always about Jesus. And so the Sunday school teachers become the mouth of Jesus in sharing what Jesus said to the children, that they too have been redeemed by Jesus in having their sins forgiven, freed from the devil, freed from their own sin, and freed from the world. How did God continue to keep his promise to Abraham in this story? 
he kept his promise because when God makes a promise, he makes sure that the steps to the promise are fulfilled. And Ruth is one of those steps. Even though she was a Moabite, she became a believer in the true God because of her relationship with Naomi and the family. And for 10 years, you know, she was the wife of one of her sons. And therefore, she was glad to go with Naomi, obeying the fourth commandment in honoring father and mother. And therefore, Abraham's promise from God was kept true as God made sure that Ruth would begat a child who would soon be the grandfather of King David, who was, of course, in the line to Jesus Christ. Finally, what's the long gospel of this lesson? The law is found best when we look at Naomi. She called herself bitter because she thought the Lord had left her. But the Lord had not left her. No, he had devised a scheme from before the foundation of the world that Ruth would return to Israel with Naomi, marry Boaz, and continue the line to Jesus through Boaz's son and his grandson to King David. So the gospel is that the children should realize no matter what they're going through, whatever they may think is injurious or grievous to them, God is still in charge and he will cause all things to work together for good because of his son, Jesus Christ, who bore our sins on the cross and therefore restores our hope in being redeemed with heaven as our sure home. Pastor Tom Baker hosts a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thanks. Thank you. When we come back, we'll talk about the fall into sin and original sin with Dr. Detlef Schultz. Jesus describes baptism as new birth. Dr. Richard Davenport, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for August, The Baptismal River, Studying the Sacrament Throughout Scripture. As big a deal as your own birth was, this should be that much and more. Learn more about this new Bible study, The Baptismal River, at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's life ministry is thousands of people sharing Christ's love and mercy and giving witness to our Lord's creation of life, His design for marriage and the family, and the God-given value of all human life from conception to natural death. Working with many partners, LCMS Life Ministries sponsors human care efforts that meet the needs of body and soul and provides resources and educational events for all ages. 
To learn more, email lifeministry at lcms.org and visit lcms.org life. A mobile Lutheran Bible study. You're listening to Issues Etc. Memoria Press is a family-run publisher of classical Christian education materials for homeschools and private schools. Every page of the Memoria Press curriculum leads students to a mastery of content, an understanding of the classical heritage of the Christian West, and an appreciation of truth, goodness, and beauty. If you're interested in learning more, visit memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR23. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. memoriapress.com. 